powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Playlist, And so this is the first week with the first uh, message in terms of the song. Lift your Bibles up. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power. We pray that your word would go forth today with strength. Somebody say strength. Your word would go forth today with boldness. Somebody say boldness. We have expectation and anticipation of what you're going to speak to us. We open ourselves up and say, have spiritual surgery on us today. Put in what needs to go in, take out what needs to come out. And at the end, let us be able to say, it was good for us that we were gathered today to receive your word. I will be glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And whether you're in the building or online, somebody say, I'm ready to receive. So guys, on Wednesday, we open this series called Summer Playlist, where I'm taking secular songs each week that I'm extracting spiritual principles. And today's is one of my all-time favorites. Watch this. I just need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I can stand the rain. Now say it like you mean to say, I know I can stand the rain. But speak, because for many of you, the first seven months of this year, the first six months of this year have brought a whole lot of storms, but you're still, I just need everybody where you know 2020 tried to knock you out and take you down, but you're still, I just need you to release a praise right there. I know I can stand. I know I can stand the rain. Open up your mouth and say, I know I can stand the rain. Let's go to work, y'all. So we open this series and we learn that there is nothing wrong with using secular songs to teach spiritual principle because the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 20, and through him to reconcile to himself what? All things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Here's what we learned on Wednesday, that God can use everything to teach us anything. See, the Bible says that he's reconciled what to himself? All things. Which means God can use anything to teach us everything. And here's what's so powerful about that. Sometimes when you will not listen through words, you'll have to watch me. You'll have to learn through experience. And I think there's a few of us today where we can be honest that we would not hear the words that were being spoken. So we had to go through an experience that God showed us. But here's what's amazing. Even if we wouldn't listen to words, God used the experience to speak to us. And he didn't throw you away when he was doing it. See, I wish there was a few people that could tell the truth about your life, that you've not always been as obedient to God's word as you've been now. And there's some hell you had to go through. There's some high water you had to go through. There's some challenges you had to go through. There's some loss you had to go through. There's some nights where you felt like taking your own life you had to go through. Come on, let's test about. There's some stuff you had to go through that God used to get a lesson to you. But what I love about it is he didn't abandon you. He didn't throw you away. He said, I'll still be with you. Even if you make your bed 
in hell, I'll still be with you. I need you to be Lisa praise that he's been faithful even when you've not been. Y'all are playing with me today. I need you to be grateful that even when you were trying to run from God, he ran and he found you. Even when you said, God, I don't want anything else to do with you. He said, but I'm not giving up on you. You are my son. You are my daughter. I need you to just tell him, thank you. God will use anything to teach, uh, can use everything to teach us anything. This is the principle. So he's reconciled all things to himself. So even as we're using secular songs throughout this month, I need you to understand God's going to speak through these songs. Say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. We, uh, we ended opening the message learning that when King Saul had a harmful spirit on him, he changed his playlist. When we looked at 1 Samuel 16 and 23, it says, and whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and he played it with his hand. So now notice, he's the king, but he's got a distressing spirit that's on him. And it's so distressing, the Bible uses this term, harmful, which is amazing to me because sometimes we don't appreciate how important our atmospheres are. You've got to learn to be a, watch me, to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. What's the difference? A thermometer reads an atmosphere. A thermostat sets an atmosphere. I'd be doggone if somebody woke up in my house and changed the atmosphere of my, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Some of you need to stop letting people come in your life with their little stank attitudes and their little stank way of doing stuff and messing up your atmosphere. You need to learn how to look at somebody and say, I'm gonna need you to get all of that together or you're gonna need to walk back out that door because this atmosphere gives God glory. This atmosphere gives God praise. This atmosphere is grateful. This atmosphere is thankful. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. This is a grateful atmosphere. And if you can't get with that, get to stepping. And I don't care. Some of you need to do your kids like that. Go back out there and come back in here with the right attitude. Some of you need to tell your spouses, go back out that door and come in here with the right attitude. Don't you come in here with that mess. God has been too good to us. We should have died from corona, but we live it. You are still in the land of the living. And for that, you owe him glory. And for that, you owe him praise. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. The only reason you're still, I don't know why some of y'all ain't clapping in this room right now. The only reason you're alive is because God decided to be nice to you. He decided to have grace and mercy with you. What is grace? Grace is when he gives me the good I don't deserve. And mercy is when he blocks the negative that I do deserve. Here it is, they fired millions of people and you still working. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Here it is where they shut down industries, but you still getting a check. Here it is where everybody lost everything else and you are still. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm grateful. Say, I'm thankful. Here it is, other people are stressed out about where they gonna get their next meal from. And you're trying to figure out where you're going to go eat at. Say, thank you, Jesus. See, he didn't have to do it. You better make sure you sit next to somebody thankful. You better make sure you got thankful people on your road. You should have died in that car accident, but you should have lost your life a long time ago. But God, but God. But God, but God, but God, but God, but God. So here he is, King Saul. He's got a harmful spirit on him. Let me preach. He's got a harmful spirit. He's got a harmful spirit. And here's why some of you, it's even difficult for you to get with this moment. It's because you're in torment right now. What do you mean you're in torment? See, God's absence allows torment. Saul was tormented because Saul was disobedient. Your disobedience makes God step out of the room. And God says, when you want to do it my way, I'll come back. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. 
See, see, here's what God does. God says, listen, I'll come in the room. I'll give you peace. That's what the Bible says. Remember the Lord and forget not his benefits. God says, I'll bring you peace. That's the pastor's all understanding. I'll bring you joy. I'll bring you everything you need. But if you want to do it your way, by all means, I insist. Saul was disobedient. And so his disobedience made God say, hey, I'll leave. But when I leave, there's only one option to come. And the Bible says it was a harmful spirit. Say harmful spirit. So when the Bible says it was from God, what that literally means is that God stepped out of the room. Specifically what happened, can I preach like I want to? Specifically what happened is God says, I picked my next. And for some of you, watch me, there's a grace that used to be on certain friendships that ain't on them no more. Because God says, I picked my next. See, the scripture says this. The scripture says that when David was anointed to be king at 16, the Bible says at that moment, the spirit of the Lord left Saul and it rushed on to David. Which means God says, I'm getting your next ready because your next will appreciate. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Oh, my God. So once David's anointed to be king, it takes 14 years for him to get to the throne. And in that time, it's interesting that David's the only one that can play the harmful spirit off of Saul. Can I go deep? It wasn't so much just about David playing. It was about the fact that when David played, the spirit of the Lord was on him. Which means when God is with you, you ain't even got to be the best at it. When God is, I, I wish I had some folk in here that could tell the truth that the only reason it looks as good as it does coming from you is because God is on it. The only reason it looks as good as it does coming from you is because God is with you. I need you to say thank you for being with me. The only people, reason people look at you and think so many amazing things is because of God. The only reason that your life hasn't been torn into absolute pieces is because of God. God. So when David played, David wasn't just playing because he was skillful, although he was skillful, but he had skill and the spirit. I'm prophesying to everybody under the sound of my voice that you're going to have skill and spirit. So you're not just going to be spiritual at what you do. You're going to have skill to do what you do. So other people are going to look at you and say, why are you number one in the company? I got skill and spirit. Why are you number one in the dream team? I got skill and spirit. Why are you number one in your finances? I've got skill and spirit. I've got both of them. Let's go. 1 Samuel 16, 23. And whenever the harmful spirit from God, which means God said, my absence is going to leave you in torment. Listen to me. Please listen to me. Whenever you find people in torment, your presence cannot do what his absence allows. Please listen to me, because some of y'all, you got this Jesus Junior complex. And so people are sad and all that. I'm going to take them to lunch and cheer them up. They ain't going to be better. Y'all ain't said nothing. Your presence cannot do what his absence allows. And you got to be careful that you don't see yourself as solving the issues, the internal issues of grown people. Did you hear what I just said? David took the leer. The leer uh, was like a, uh, it was like a, uh, uh, what do you call that thing? Harp, thank you. It's like a harp, but it had a little piece of wood on the back, so it had an instrumentation. There was an instrumentation. This is what it sounds like. It had an instrumentation that was there. Now, check this out. David plays it. What does the Bible say? It's underlined on the screen by his what? Hand. Now, anybody that knew anything about anything at that time would know that that's the only way to play the leer. Wasn't no keyboard. What, what, no, what, no, what, no, you know, it didn't exist. The Bible takes the time to tell us how he played it. So we understood that what he was doing was more than just playing music. How do you know? Because look at what happened to Saul. Saul was refreshed and was well. See, question, does your playlist right now, does it make you refreshed or does it make you stressed? Then the Bible says that it made him well, which means if your playlist can make you well, your playlist can also make you ill. What do you mean ill? Ill means something is not functioning properly. For some, under the sound of my voice, there are things in your life that are ill. They are not functioning properly, and you think it's the devil, and God says it's your playlist. 
Y'all ain't going to say nothing. When Saul had this harmful spirit, what does the Bible say? David played. What did Saul do? He changed his playlist, and when he changes his playlist, all of a sudden, he feels better, and he's not ill. The Bible says even this much, the harmful spirit, what? Departs from him. So the right music can change your atmosphere. The wrong music will mess your atmosphere up. And I don't just mean the skill level of the music. Now, let's be clear. If it ain't skillful, it's going to mess you up, too, because it's going to put a hurting on your ears. This is not Showtime at the Apollo Amateur Night. Do you hear what I'm saying? But check this out. But check this out. That means, please look at me, you are literally, please look at me, you are summoning spirits based on what they hear. When David played with skill and the spirit of God, the harmful spirit left. Which means, watch me, whatever they were playing before is what allowed it to be there. I got a question for you. What are you summoning when you turn on your phone? What are you summoning with your playlist? Because could it be you feel depressed because you're playing depressed music? Could it be you're so angry about where you're at in life because you're listening to an angry artist who got their anger out and put it on a song and now you're listening, watch me. You ain't even mad about what they mad about, but because you got it in your atmosphere, it's messing up your spirit. I need you to open up your mouth and say, my playlist is how I make progress. Say, this, say my playlist is how I prevail. How do you know that, Bishop? Psalm 44 and 1. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Now, I like that part right there. Say, he's my rock. Uh-uh, look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me. Look at me. If ever you put a person in that place, you will always be disappointed. Your spouse don't belong there. Your kids don't belong there. Your boss don't belong there. Your friends don't belong there. The only rock is God. Mm. What does that mean? He's the thing that, watch me, that I have 100% complete trust and faith in. I don't have 100% complete trust in anything else except him because he's my rock. That means I can stand on him. I, that means that even when I get tossed to and fro, he's still solid. <laughs> solid as a rock. You got me? What does he do? He trains my hands. How did the Bible take the time to tell us David played? He played it with his hand. So when David was playing music, David was actually learning how to prevail. David was saying, this is how I fight my battles. In fact, the very next chapter is Goliath. You missed it, so I'm going to say it again. After David starts playing, the very next chapter is Goliath, which means when David was worshiping in one chapter, it was getting him ready to beat his enemy down. Mm in another chapter. And the worship you gave in June is about to knock your enemy down in July. The worship you giving on this first Sunday is about to knock the head off of your enemy and for the rest of this month. Somebody say, this is how I fight my battles. He trains my hands. He says, so I get your playlist together. He says, I get your music together. I get your atmosphere together. For many of you, you need to have music playing like already won. <laughs> so that way, anytime you face a battle, you can say, you know what? When I feel like I'm fading <laughs> and my progress is erasing, <laughs> listen, and the words that you're saying can't seem to reach my heart and uh, when I want everything right, but you just seem out of sight. I know. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'll be still. Because he will. Say every battle is already won. You need music on your playlist like taking over. So that when you feel like you're being overtaken, you can reverse that thing and say, baby, I didn't come to take sides. I came to take over. He trains my what? Hands for war. He says, my music, my worship, this is how I fight. And you will never be strong enough to fight if what you're listening to makes you weak. This is why some of the battles that were easy, you lost because you were listening to weak people trying to fight battles that required strength. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and make this declaration and say, but I won't stumble the rest of this year. So look, God wants us to win the battles and the war. Say both of them.
<laughs> God wants to win battles. What's a war? A war is a series of battles. What's a battle? It's a singular problem. What's a war? Lots of problems in sequence. So, so, so here's the deal. Here's why most people don't win. It's because they don't use what caused them to win. You start trying new stuff. I got this thing that there's certain restaurants, I just want what I know works. I'm not interested in being adventurous because this is going to be my only meal today, so we ain't trying nothing. I'm going to get, watch me, I'm going to use what I know works. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. So when David is fighting Goliath in the next chapter, if you pay close attention to it, the Bible says he had some things in his hand. If you read the story, you'll see one of those things that he had was his leer. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. One of those things he had was his shepherd's staff. Y'all ain't saying that to me. What is David saying? Baby, I was praying. I was, I was practicing. I was getting ready for this. This is how I fight my battles. I was training for this. Somebody say, I was training for this. So let's look, let's look, let's look, let's look. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Bishop, how do you know God wants us to win all the battles and all the way? Ain't we supposed to lose something? See, you don't understand God. Because in the economy of God, even loss is, is a win because I learned. So I want you to change your language. Just say, I have lots of lessons. Don't look at it as a loss because you'll grieve over it. Look at it as a lesson, you'll celebrate it. Oh! Stop looking at it as lost. That's why you're grieving. You need to look at it as a lesson. You celebrate your lesson like, God, oh, dog, that was so a lesson, but I learned it now. Second Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be to God who in Christ, let's stop right there, in Christ, which means when you start doing your own thing, you're no longer in Christ, so the rest of the verse doesn't apply to you. Say, Lord, keep me in you. See, have you ever gotten so lost in a song? That you listening to? That you gone? Listen, if it's like me, I turn that junk up loud. Not junk, junt. J-U-N-T. It's a southern word. I turn it up loud. And when I'm going, to, and listen, it could be two degrees outside. I'm going to let my sunroof back and turn the heat on. I know, I know. Don't judge me. It's a lot of judgment in this room. And, 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 and I will play it, and I turn that joker up loud. And there's been times I got lost in a song. Some of the people pull up next to me, and I'm gone. One time I was fake playing that bass. And it was this pass, and he was like, you play the bass, you play the bass, pull over, pull over, pull over. I'm like, no, I'm just lost in this song right now. So check this out. Check this out. Say, Lord, keep me in you. What does that mean? So, God, what's important to you, that's always important to me. If I get out of that, I'm going to stop winning. So the verse says, now thanks be to God, who in Christ always, somebody say always, always. and here's the problem, leads. Mm -hmm. See, you lose when you can't be led. You lose when you can't be led. See, here's the deal. God says, God says, I'm leading you. Somebody say, he's leading me. Now, when he starts out leading you, he'll take you by the hand. Come on, come on. I can't imagine a parent letting their two-year-old just, uh, he'll figure it out. See, when you're new to God, he grabs you by the hand. So watch me. For some of you who've been walking with the Lord for a while, you wonder why other people, it seems like uh, they seem to get away with stuff. It's because, listen, daddy got him by the hand. You've been walking with Jesus for five years. You don't, you've been walking with the Lord for 15. You and Jesus went to school together. I dare you still be getting held by the hand. I need the old Christians to stop getting mad at the new Christians. Because God's carrying them by the hand. But you, he's like, go. Go left. I right, stop. Now reverse, reverse. Crisscross. Look, look, look. If I look, if I look. He didn't understand it, so he didn't do nothing. And this is what happens to many Christians. Because you're told to do something you don't understand. Rather than ask for clarity, you don't do nothing. Rather than asking God for boldness, you don't do nothing. I rebuke your silence. Open up your mouth and say, I will not be silent. I'm not. You have to be led. Which for many people, this is why they lose. 
Because they can't be led. Because after a while, listen, you're just going to have to follow the voice. Here's the problem, though. When you're following the voice and then music starts playing, if your playlist ain't right, all of a sudden, you're now pulled off to the sound. And you start moving to the sound of something that don't belong in your playlist. So you're sitting up listening to something that directly contradicts the word you heard in church today. But you're like, but that's my friend, and you know, and so that's my sister, and that's my cousin. But what you don't understand is you were being led over here. Ain't no win over there. There are certain things you need to look at and say, that don't match my playlist. There are times in my life where I will tell Alexa, not in my life, every day virtually, I tell Alexa, Alexa, play Kirk Franklin radio. And then there's been times where she plays some stuff that I was like, this is super rat. This is not, if Kirk doing this, this is, I, I remember one time I was like, what? Did she just, she going to do what? <laughs> I said, my God on today. I said, these folk are nasty. Watch me. I could tell it didn't belong on my playlist because it contradicted what, I, what, was, what, what was already supposed to be there. For some of you, the enemy, he'll slip some men on your playlist. It comes to your friend, comes to your cousin, comes to your mama, and it's against the word that's leading you to victory. And so now, watch me, you get distracted, and so the wind's over here, but you over there. Let me prove it to you. Parents, you ever told your kids, stick with me in the store? And you look up, and they over there in the toys. And the truth is, you wanted to get them something, but because they wouldn't be led, you say to yourself, you can have whatever you like, but the problem is you ain't got no job. So you can look, but you can't have. And for some of you, you've been looking at victory. You ain't been able to have, but I speak it into your life that you ain't just going to look at the victory. You're about to walk in, and I need you to open up your mouth and say, it's getting you ready to happen. Yeah. He leads us in triumphal procession. Come on, men's choir and junior deacons. Come on. Come on, come on, junior deacons. Y'all are fired after today. Y'all back to just regular juniors now. If you grew up old school church, you remember junior deacons. Right? And so what a junior deacon was, is a junior deacon was a, a, a young person, a young man that was a deacon in training. And if you grew up old school church, that was a serious responsibility. This is big business. This is a big deal. You get to sit on the front row and cross your legs. <laughs> you, you had seven-year-olds. <laughs> now look, y'all remember when the choir used to process here? All right, oh, give me a fast song. Y'all remember they used to walk in? I didn't have my robe. They used to walk in, they used to walk in. They used to walk in. They used to walk in. And then, you know, if it was a cool choir, you know, they, they put a little something with it. Everybody dip. 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 And then the choir director would come out. Listen, 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 listen. I used to do that. I used to do that. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Listen. Say triumphal procession. Here's what that means. You got to stay in line so you don't lose. And here's the challenge many people have, is that once they think they got the moves figured out, they break rank. And they're no longer being led. And then you know what happens in every choir? You got who's in charge and who wanna be in charge. So I'm in charge, but here go, look, he got his shirt on, he think he the king. But see, watch me, but he ain't paid the price to be the king. You can wear a shirt all day. That don't mean you got the spirit. That don't mean you got the skill to do it. So here they go. So I'm leading y'all in procession. Come on, everybody follow me. Come on, just follow me. We processing in. We processing in. We processing in. Now lead them somewhere else. Notice, he can only take them back to where they were. 
And for some of y'all, you got folk, you done broke rank. I call some of you all that's done got distracted these last hundred days. You done broke rank following somebody back to where you already been. I rebuke you making circles. I rebuke you living in cycles. Somebody say, I'm not going in circles. Say, I'm not going in circles. God says, this is a procession, which means God says, you follow the lead. Because it's the same lead that got you through depression. Same lead got you out of debt. Same lead got you out your mess. Same lead kept you from taking your life. Same lead got you off that heroin. Y'all ain't talking to me. That's how you know where you're from if you call it heroin. Same lead got you off of that dope. Same lead that got your marriage together. Same lead that got your kids together. How dare you break rank now and start losing when it's time to win. Somebody holler, I'm winning. Thank you, Junior Deacon. The next time I call y'all, y'all be ready now. All right. They were taking notes. No, they were. They were. I watched them. No, they were. I watched. I see everything going on. You ready? Say procession. Here's what that means, y'all. Winning is work. Here's what we think winning is. I can't wait. Yeah, child, I'm going to win. I'm going to chill. None of the songs in the series is let's chill. <laughs> just so you know. Here's what we think. See, to do all that processing, that means I got to stand up. That means I got to walk, which means I got to work, which means winning is more work than losing. Because to lose, all you got to do is stop. But to win, you're going to have to work. You better work. Open up your mouth and say, I'm going to work. So look, here it is. And through us, he spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. So our winds spread him. So here's the challenge we have. Come on, come on, come on. So you're following me in procession. Here's the deal. That means sometimes, no, 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 you grown now. You've been, how long you been with me? Seriously, for real, for real, four years. Okay, so you should know now. Okay, all right, so come over here. Come over here. Now listen, you, you, did everything I say work back there? Okay, all right, so then, then, then the credit says it works. God's credit is too good for you to start tripping just because he leads you. Because see, it's dark over here. Ain't no lights over here except this thing. See, y'all with me? See? So I'm going to lead you in some places where, watch me, where you don't feel good enough, but you have to trust me. Yeah. Sit down at the keyboard. Sit at the keyboard. Now, you think to yourself, I don't have no clue what I'm doing behind the keyboard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to play. I don't know where to start. And see, here's the problem. Because you like being led so long as you know where you're going. As long as you have some sense of control. You like being led when you're told to do what you want to do. The real test of your fellowship is what happens when you're told to do what you don't know how to do and you don't really want to do, but you open up your mouth and say, I'm not living for me. I live for God. So then God will say, listen, because you obeyed me, I'll cover you. So you'll sit there, but watch me, I'm going to cover you. You sit there, but I'm going to cover you. You'll sit there, but I'm going to cover you. Which means, watch me, which means, watch me, I'll send you the help that you need to do what it is you need to do. Have you ever played a keyboard before? But, he, but you listened to what you were told and you made music. I need you to open up your mouth and say, when I follow the lead, God makes music out of my mess. You ain't never done that before. You ain't never sat there before. You are literally being broadcast across the whole world. But when you follow the lead, somebody say, he'll cover me. Triumphal procession. God only covers the plays that he calls. 
So for some of y'all, you're like, why is this so wrong? God's like, I didn't call that play. You did that. You listen to your friend who used to be good, who used to walk with me, but now she ratchet. And you listen to her, and she called the play. I didn't. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Say triumphal procession. So then, watch me. But he spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. That means, that means sometimes the battles God puts us in are battles that don't make sense. Have you ever just said, Lord, why am I dealing with this? Have you ever looked at it and said, for real though, God? For real though is a uh, modern colloquialism that means God, G. Willikers. Are you serious? This is the course of action you'd like to pursue. That's what for real though means. Let's practice. For real though, God, are you certain this is the course of action you'd like for me to proceed with? Because God has to take you to places to spread him. Which means your journey, please look at me, your journey ain't about you. In fact, your journey has nothing to do with you. It's because God says, listen, I'm going to start some fights over there with your family because I'm going to spread me. I'm going to start a battle with your sister name to spread me. Let's go. I'm going to start a battle with your friends to, to spread me. He says, everywhere there's a battle, we spread him. Which means in that battle, if this fragrance is spread, the only way you get fragrance is you have to crush something. So that means in the battle, what has to be crushed is my will. In the battle, what has to be crushed, watch me, is me. Some of you are, you are literally resisting. And because you're resisting the crushing, it's taking longer. But I don't know who this is for. This is a prophetic word for seven people that are listening to me right now. I don't know who you are. I don't know about your praise. But God says, if you will stop resisting what he's doing in you, God says, it'll be done by Friday at midnight. There's only seven of you. I feel very prophetic, please. I'll know by your praise. By Friday at midnight, all of a sudden, something's going something's to break. Something's going to snap. Something's going to change. And you will finally say, I was glad that I was afflicted. That I might learn your word. Somebody say, things are changing for the better. So here it is. I got to finish. So today's song came out of 1988. I need everybody on chat, YouTube, live, Facebook, live, to type what kind of hairstyle you had in 88. If you weren't alive, just say you were bald. <laughs> you didn't have no hair. Listen, um, I listen, 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 listen. Um, Y'all remember um, coming to America? If you had a soul glow, I want you to put it on the screen. If you still got a soul glow, just, put, just say, still rocking it, Bishop. <laughs> just dripping for Jesus. <laughs> what they know about this drip? You the original drip. Here it is, came out of 1988 by New Edition. And New Edition asked the question, can you stand the rain? Can I be honest with you? The lyrics preach by themselves. How do you know, Bishop? Here the lyrics go. They're on the screen. On a perfect day, I know that I can count on you. Stop. If that's the only time I can count on you, I need to stop counting on you. Why is it that you count on people that can't be counted? When they don't show up when it matters, then you need to evaluate whether or not they need to continue in their journey with you. you will, the Bible says an un, uh, or a, uh, unfaithful person is like a bad tooth or a foot out of socket. You ever had tooth pain? I remember I had tooth pain one time. Please look at me. I had tooth pain one time. I literally was like, Lord, if it's time to go. <laughs> that pain was so bad. I literally was like, writing out where I want my stuff to go. <laughs> I said, because this pain is crazy. That's why you're in pain from people. Because unfaithful people that you expect to be faithful are like tooth pain. And it ain't their fault, it's your fault because you already knew their history. Verse. 
I mean verse. Yeah, verse, verse. It says, on a perfect day, I know that I can count on you. When that's not possible, tell me, can you weather the storm? Look at me, look at me, look at me. You already know. Why do we ask questions we know the answers to? Bishop, how do you know the answers? The actions were the answers. That's why I had to say when that's not possible. How is it not possible that I can't depend on you, but you can depend on me? I pray that you wouldn't have, watch me, leech relationships, leech friendships, leech business partnerships. I pray you're going to be surrounded by depositors. That means, watch me, you deposit and they deposit. Matter of fact, we serve notice to every leech in any area of our life. We're cutting off the blood supply. Which means if there's no blood, there's nothing for you to leech from. Somebody open up your mouth and say, I'm leech free. Rest of this year. Rest of this decade. So listen, it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. It says, listen, because I need somebody who will what? Stand by me. When? Through the good times and bad times. She will always, always be right there. Y'all sing it. Come on, dream team. Tell me that. Uh-huh. Then he says, storms will come. This we know for sure. So listen, he just said in the song what he needed. But she's clearly not that. How much more of your life are you going to spend trying to extract from people what they are not? Sometimes, listen, 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 everybody serves a different purpose. And sometimes you're so committed to the potential you want them to be, you ignore the reality of who they are. There's some friends, they don't belong in the best friend category. There's nothing best about them. They belong in the we went to school together category. But you keep expecting best friend stuff out of them. You already know what you need. You, you wrote it in the song. When they going through, you a phone call away. When you going through, they busy. And you be thinking, what you be busy doing? Somebody said that to me the other day. Uh, uh, they, they, it was an it was acquaintance. You better get them definitions right. I said, Bishop, I apologize. I've just been busy. I said, well, let me not trouble you at all. I said, I, 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 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. You ain't got to call me no more. I just be busy. I said, doing what? Well, uh, <laughs> I said, uh-huh, because I need somebody. Y'all don't like that. That's too real. So look at the second verse. I'm going to say second verse. He says, love unconditional. I'm not asking this of you or just of you. There's several different versions of the lyrics online. We're going with just because that's what Google said. Now for you Yahoo users and you Bing users, it may say something else. He says, but to make it last, I'll do what? Whatever needs to be done. But she never said she would. A lot of your hurt with people comes because you ignore what they actually told you. You ignore the fact that she was like, oh, okay. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You ignore what they told you. Because you're so busy singing your song. Doing your dance moves. That you don't listen to them. Say, Lord, make me a good listener. When you 
good listener, you're like, oh, got it. Praise him. So listen, it says, uh, when it's tough, she won't run. She will always be. Be right there. How many of us have ever had people, when things got tough, they got ghosts? Be thankful for people who are not just with you on your mountains, but walk with you in your valleys. I submit to you, you got some valley walking folk. And you have to be grateful for people who walk with you through your valleys because they've already indicated, I'm not around you for your stuff. I'm not around you for what you can just do for me. I have graduated in my understanding of human interaction that I'm not just here to get something. I'm here to give something. Y'all ready? Then, this, then the chorus comes in. Sunny days. Come on, y'all sing it, Drew Team. Everybody. Everybody Tell me, Harvest, can Storms will come. We already know. This we know for sure. Can you? Whoa. Whoa. All right, all right, I got to finish this word. But sometimes you get so disappointed with people, all you got is an O. They stop writing lyrics, they were just like, oh. Oh. But I pray you be surprised by the greatness of the people around you this year. I pray you be surprised by the greatness of the people around you this decade. I need you to open up your mouth and make this declaration. Like we did. What did we learn in our last series? Say, I'm surrounded by mighty men and women that can stand the rain. Okay, you guys ready? Here's the message. In the Bible, winning is often synonymous with God's favor, and God's favor and winning and victory in the Bible is shown, here it is, as rain. Because in an agricultural society, your winning was seen in your harvest, and the only way to get a harvest is you had to have rain, but the rain was only going to be uh, producing growth in what you already had planted. So here's the question. Can you stand the rain? In fact, if there was no rain, the Bible makes it clear it was a curse. If there was no rain, it was a curse. Deuteronomy 28, 24, the Lord will make the rain of your land powder from heaven. Dust shall come down on you until you are destroyed. But I have a question. Can you stand it? Just look at somebody around you. If you're sitting next to somebody, uh, just make eye contact. Don't touch them. Just look at them and say, can you stand the rain? At your house, look at somebody around you and say, can you stand the rain? If ain't nobody there, lay your hands on yourself and say, can you stand the rain? Bishop, what do you mean? Of course I want victory. Of course I want success. Of course I want to win. All I do is win. My hands go up and they stay there. Why are you even asking me this question, Bishop? Duh, don't we all want success? Can I be honest with you? Most people want success, but you don't want what comes with it. What do you mean, Bishop? Because the same thing that creates growth is the same thing that creates grief. And the same thing that creates a muddy mess is the same thing that creates manifestation. What do you mean, Bishop? The storm is the only way the rain shows up. So can you weather the storm? Can you weather the storm? See, listen, it sounds amazing to talk about rain until your shoes are muddy. It, shows ama it sounds amazing to talk about rain. Watch me. Until now, you got to stay in the house because of how hard the rain is. It's amazing to talk about rain until your little cute outfit got wet. And now you got to go change. Which means rain means I got to get used to frequent change. I want to preach now. I want to preach now. I want to preach now. Rain means it may have been one thing at 8, but by 8.15, I might have to change. And if I'm afraid of change, I can't handle the rain. But I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I can stand the rain. Yesterday, I was driving. And where I live, it was sunny. It was bright. Sunny days. Everybody loves them. 
And then as I was driving, I started driving. As I started driving, I started noticing little drip drops, which means rain doesn't always come instantly. Sometimes it's gradual. And if you're not careful, you'll think you're not winning because your rain didn't start as a storm. It was gradual. I need everybody under the sound of my voice where you can be honest that in the first six months of this year, watch me, you've seen progress. What does that mean? It's been raining. It just didn't come heavy all at one time. I need you to put a praise in the atmosphere that you've seen progress in your own life. Come on, y'all. Somebody said, I've seen progress in my life. It ain't perfect, but it's better. It's not perfect, but it's better. It's not everything I want for it to be, but it's better than it used to be. Here's the other thing. You got to carry extra stuff when it rains. Listen, can I be honest? I don't like a whole lot of extra stuff. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like. Like I don't even like wearing coats in the winter. It's just too much. Don't judge me. I feel like you got your coat on. You're gonna catch a cold. And then I like to educate people. You don't catch no cold from no doggone cold. You catch colds from being cooped up in the house. And you're around people more in enclosed spaces than the summertime. So the reason colds go up is not because it's cold. Somebody just learned something because somebody to this day thought that if you go outside with no coat on, that's how you catch a cold. So you can learn more than the Bible at Harvest. Uh, doctor, come on here. All right, y'all ready? Here's the deal. So I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't like coats. It's like a family thing. Most of us don't like coats. Just not any coats. It's not a thing. You got coats. It's not any coats. You know, I figure I'm going to be outside for four seconds. So I got to be all hot in the car for four seconds. And then you can never get the seat belt to do right. Y'all going to do me like that? You, so you're trying to move your coat. Do I put it up under the seat belt or over the seat belt? There's so many changes going on. But then you got to carry an umbrella. And when it rains, I got to carry something with me. Because the rain is coming down on me. But listen, it's what I asked for when I asked for victory. I just didn't know that part of victory involved violent attack. Now, I don't mean literal physical attack. Because the rain, you ever had a rainstorm? Like, it, so I was in Charlotte the other day, and it started raining. And I was like, I, I said, does it rain like this all the time? I said, this is like in the day's rain. I said, like heaven flipped over the whole bucket and just was like, bam, what you going to do? Here's the deal. It's amazing that the thing I prayed for, sometimes I feel like I need to be protected from. I wish y'all would let me preach the way I want to preach. So you pray to forgive. That's victory. God says forgive. But now in that forgiveness, you feel vulnerable. Because part of you feels weak like you're letting them get away with it. Am I telling the truth? So now the thing I prayed for, I sometimes feel like I have to be protected from. Because when it rains, I can't control where it rains. Or how hard it rains. But if I ask for victory and success and triumph, that means it's going to rain. I need you to open up your mouth and say, it's going to rain. But say, but I know I can stand it. All right, all right, all right, all right. So same thing that causes growth causes grief. Same thing that causes manifestation causes mud. It's dirty. But you're winning. You ever look back over your life and be like, God, can I just have a day? Lord, can I have one day? The rest of y'all lying. There you are. You just are. Because we've all said, Lord, can I just have a day with no problems? Can I just have a day to go eat and have a good time? <laughs> have some good bread and just not have no problems? Can I 
just had one day. And here's God's response. If there's no rain, there's no growth. If there's no rain, there's no manifestation. So you asked for it. Can you stand it? Can you stand it? There, 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 there is no rain. Watch this. There is no rain that does not create mess. So let's look. Isaiah 30, 23. I'm done. Then he will give you rain for the seed which you sow in the ground. Wow. So the purpose of the rain is to cause growth to what you've already sown. Why is that important to understand? Can you stand when you begin to get a harvest of what you've sown? Look at me. That's not just the good seed. Can you handle the gossip you gave? I told you at the Nanfati, I was going to turn this thing real fast. Can you handle the inconsistency from others you've sown? Y'all ain't like that. Okay, let's move, let's move, let's move. All right? And bread from the yield of your ground, and it will be rich and plenteous. On that day, your livestock will graze in a roomy pasture. Can we just think this through? So in an agricultural society, you had livestock. Livestock was equivalent to the things, your possessions, the things you own. It was like working. So the more livestock you had, the more money you could make, the greater life you could live. Everybody follow? So here's the deal. If they're getting green grass to graze in, what does that mean? Everybody look at me. That means if you take it in, it's got to come out. I need you to catch that. Which means part of your success is the mess that comes with it. When things start working for you, there's a byproduct. That byproduct is called mess. So you want to build a great business, you're going to have to learn to deal with sloppy employees. Comes with the territory. You want a great marriage. What did you just think? It was just because you prayed and put some oil on it, it's just going to be fine? As they grow, watch me, there's certain stuff that's going to come out the other end. I'll spin so you can catch it. So now that means both of y'all got to clean up the mess that came out of one. You're not catching the imagery. You getting it? You pray for amazing, curse-breaking kids. Well, they produce differently than others. So stop putting the pressure on them to be normal when they're not. Oh, I want to preach that. Stop telling, you need to go out. You need to do this. You need to do this. They're going to be curse breakers, so they're not going to be like everybody else. So stop putting pressure on them to act like all the regular. They're not regular. They're going to be the, I feel like preacher, the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline, the curse breakers in your bloodline, the history makers in your bloodline. Don't put pressure on them to be like the other kids. They're not. I just get out of the house and go play. Maybe you got one that's a reader. Why'd you go play football? Your daddy played football. Ain't nothing foot and ball about that boy. He don't like feet, don't know how to carry the ball. Y'all is it. <laughs> Are you catching me? You gotta be careful because if you pray for that, then that means what comes out's gonna be different than what you're used to. Okay, let's finish this message. Y'all gonna help me preach it? Let's finish it. Here it is. Zechariah 10 and 1. Here we go. Ask rain from the Lord. Let's stop right there. How many times do we just hope for success, not pray for it? We just be hoping and wishing. I wish. <laughs> How many of you be honest? There's things you've done in life. You never prayed for it to be successful. You just hoped it would be. You didn't actually say, God, cause this to succeed. And then define success. You just said, God, I'm just going just gonna to go forth. Girl, bye. I'm just, I'm just going just gonna to step out on faith. Did you pray for it to succeed? Did you even pray that that was the right move to make? Or did you just say, this is what I'm going to do? This is my, this is my heart. Okay. 
Jeremiah told you about your heart. He said it's deceitfully wicked above all. This means you lie to you more than the devil lies to you. Which is why whenever somebody says, I just feel it in my heart, you know what I do? Because that there? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Say, Lord, Lord, grant me success in what I set my hand to. Say, and let it be what you desire for me to do. Y'all ready for this? Pray this with me. Come on, we're going to pray. Let me teach you how to pray strategically. Say, stop me woo, from doing anything you don't want me to do. I give you permission to shut me down if what I'm doing isn't your will. What does that mean? He'll shut the door if he ain't supposed to do it. What does that mean? He'll shut the relationship. He'll shut the friendship. Whatever needs to be shut, he'll shut it down. When you pray a prayer like that, you really want to see some success in your life. When you pray a prayer like that, you're really saying, God, I want the rest of this year to be my best year. And I want this decade to be my best. Somebody say, I pray for success. Look, here it is. In the season of the spring rain, from the Lord, look at the line right there. Everybody see that? Who makes the storm cloud. Wow. Can we just sit on that for about four seconds because I'm done. One, two, three, four. Richard, why four seconds? That's just because what came to my head. Look at me. God makes the storm clouds. If he makes the storm clouds, that's because he wants to bring rain. So everybody look at me. Please look at me. That means then success comes by storms. I'm going to just let you sit on that for a minute. I'm going to let that sit with you for a minute. Say success comes with storms. Here's how we think success is going to be. Praise God. I prayed on Sunday. Hey, ba 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 You did it on Tuesday. And you're telling other people, child, I'm successful. I'm victorious. I'm triumphant. <laughs> Here's what success looks like. Thunderstorms. Lightning. Wind. What they used to say, breakers dashing. And God is like, that's success. Because from that storm is going to come rain. And from that rain is going to come growth. From that rain is going to come mud. But from that mess, I'm going to make music. Can I prove to you how real this is and we're done? How many of you, you've prayed for something to get better and it immediately got worse? Look at me. That's because you didn't understand how he brings better. You didn't understand it. You thought, you pray on Monday, Lord, just make them do right. Then on Tuesday, they do more wrong. More wrong. God says, you want some success? You ready for the storm? The storm is the only way the rain shows up. The only way. It's the only way. So look at me. What if you chose not to complain in your storm, but to dance in your rain? And everybody's like, why are you so peaceful? Because I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be. This storm is about to produce something for me. This rain is about to create something for me. This rain is about to work for me. Open up your mouth and say, it's working for my good. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives 
to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.